As expected, the Bank of Canada raised its policy interest rate again this week, up another quarter percentage point to 4.5%. Scary news for some folks, maybe, but the bank says its increases are doing what they're supposed to do. It's working. We are turning the corner on inflation. That's Tiff Macklin, the governor of the Bank of Canada, during a news conference. He said the slowing of inflation means the bank can now hit pause on its rate increases. But... To be clear, this is a conditional pause. Conditional on economic development staying in line with their outlook. If we need to do more to get inflation to the 2% target, we will. Here today to offer his thoughts on what this conditional pause means and break down the latest move is Scotiabank's chief economist, Jean-François Perrault. I'm Stephen Maurice, and this is Perspectives. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Always appreciate you coming on. It's always a pleasure chatting. So I just want to take a quick step back. In December, when the Bank of Canada last raised its rate, that time by half a percentage point, it suggested or hinted or gave some room to hope that maybe there was going to be a pause then. Instead, there was another, a smaller increase this week. What happened between then and now that made it decide on another increase? The answer is pretty simple. I think they had indicated in December that they effectively indicated they were going to pause. And I think it was kind of viewed as subject to economic developments coming in line with their anticipations. And those economic developments essentially needed to be continued slowdown in inflation and indications that the economy was slowing. Now, what we receive between now and then are bits of data, particularly on the labor market side, which were extremely strong right. and suggested that the economy wasn't slowing as fast as they'd anticipated, as we'd anticipated. And therefore, they needed to do just a little bit more to make sure that inflation was going to be on the right path and economic activity would slow in line with what they believe is required to achieve inflation control. Okay. So now Tiff Macklin is being more explicit. He says there will definitely or maybe definitely be a pause in rate increases. What is your take on that? And does the current inflation trend line justify a pause? I think so. So we thought, you know, they could end at four and a quarter, 450. Now they're obviously indicating they're ending at 450. You can't be overly precise about these things. You know, plus or minus 25 basis points isn't the end of the world in monetary policy land. But, you know, the evidence is accumulating that the economy is slowing. It's not slowing as rapidly as we would have thought, but it's still slowing. There is some pullback happening on the consumer side. Survey evidence is pretty clear. The households are a little bit spooked about the environment, so they are acting somewhat in line with those fears. And, of course, inflation, while it's still extremely high and uncomfortably high, I mean, there is accumulating evidence that when you strip out certain elements of inflation, that really core measures of inflation are slowing meaningfully and seem to be going in the right direction. So you put it all together and it does suggest that it seems like the right time to at the very least take a pause and see how much of an impact these very significant rate increases that have been done so far are going to affect the economy. And of course, at the same time, see what inflation is going to do for the next few months. What are some of the specific impacts? And I guess I'm thinking mostly from a consumer perspective around higher interest rates. What are the types of spending that slow down as a result of those interest rate increases? And I guess, what are the ones that the bank wants to see slow down, at least from a consumer perspective? Yeah. So one thing that's not slowing down on the consumer side is, of course, our debt payments. And that's the whole point of raising interest rates. So as debt payments rise, 
unless incomes rise dramatically, households have got to find a way to accommodate the higher spending on things that they don't want to spend more money on, which is, of course, mortgages and car payments and all those kinds of things. Right. So then you're talking about which part of the monthly budget gets impacted the most. And those tend to be things that are kind of luxury items. And I don't mean luxury in kind of the Gucci or Chanel sense. I mean, mm -hmm. things that you can go without. And those are things like traveling, the things like going out to eat restaurants, maybe some entertainment expenses. So you really focus your expenditures on kind of the necessities of life kind of thing. You know, things related to food, right. education, childcare, of course, rent and mortgage payments. Those shouldn't really change that much. But the other stuff, the stuff that we you know do for leisure to a very significant degree should be impacted more than other things. And how significant of a component is that in the bank's analysis of inflation versus business spending, stuff that happens more on the business side versus what consumers or households do? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, usually part of the mechanism that leads to lower consumer spending is, you know, people lose their jobs or they become very worried about losing their jobs. So they save more either because they're anticipating or they're worried about a job loss or they're not spending more because they've lost their job. And addition to, of course, people just respond to higher interest rates. So this link on the business side is, you know, businesses obviously, when sales slow, respond in various ways. They invest less. One of the things that they do is they lay people off. And that has a tendency to amplify the impact on consumer spending. Mm -hmm. So there's this link there between the business side and the consumer side, which is the employment issue, which is going back to what's happened in the last quarter of last year. That link, it's not really at play right now because job growth remains extremely strong. So households mm -hmm. so far have not really had to worry about their employment situation. have not really had to deal with loss of employment. Now, we expect some of that to come, but it hasn't happened yet. And that's actually the big surprise of the last several months is the performance of the labor market. Okay. Come back to that in a sec. But Tiff Macklem said inflation will be down to 3% by the middle of this year or a little bit later, maybe. So a couple of things on that. One, do you believe them? Do you think that will happen? And two, the bank's target range for inflation is 1% to 3%. So if it gets to 3%, shouldn't that be enough? Or do they have to get all the way down to that 2% that we hear about? The reality of inflation management is expectations matter. So you want people to believe that inflation is going to be low and stable. In our case, 2%, because that's the Bank Canada's target. So you effectively have to indicate to folks and convince folks that you are going to hit that target over a period of time. And if you come out with a statement that says, you know, actually, if inflation is the higher end of the range, if you come out of this inflation at 3%, that's okay with us. That could lead to people expecting 3% inflation and therefore making it more difficult to bring inflation further down. Right. So that's one thing. In terms of where inflation is going to go, we've got a bit more inflation this year than the governor has indicated he's got. We still think inflation is going to come down to 2% sometime in 2024, but we do see a little bit more momentum on the inflation side. And that's largely a function of, again, the job market. Wage growth, we anticipate, is going to remain pretty robust this year. There are lots of shortages, and that's creating upward pressure on wages. And if wages remain robust, it's very difficult for prices to adjust or inflation to slow down dramatically because, of course, 
which costs a very significant component of input costs for businesses. Right. And on inflation, are there areas or sectors where you think it's going to be more persistent? And I think, again, from sort of a consumer perspective, we hear about food prices being sort of consistently subject to inflation. Yeah. So definitely food prices, of course, they've increased dramatically. They're probably going to be pretty sticky to the upside. So we don't anticipate a tremendous amount of decline there. But really, when you think about kind of the broad buckets of inflation going forward, you can break it down between goods and services. We expect goods prices to moderate reasonably fast, so lower goods inflation because we are slowing down. A lot of the inputs going into that side of the economy have become cheaper in the last several months. We do, however, expect inflation on the services side to remain reasonably well supported. And that's because, in large part, wages or labor is a much more significant component of the cost of doing business for those firms than it would be on the goods side. And as wages remain high, if in fact they remain, well, wages aren't high, but the rate of wage increases remains high, that is going to have a bit of a kind of lifting effect on inflation. Another thing Macklem said in his news conference was that the economy is now stalled, I think is the word that he used. What does that mean? Does that mean we're in a recession? And how long will that stall last? Yeah. So that's a term that we've been using for quite a few months now. They want the economy to slow. And the trick is to raise interest rates to a point where you achieve the economic slowdown that's significant enough to bring inflation to 2% over a couple year period of time. The challenge on that is, of course, getting it just right. And it's very difficult to get it just right. So we do anticipate a slowdown, reasonably significant in terms of growth rates, but not reasonably significant in terms of negative numbers. Mm -hmm. So we've got a forecast that's, you know, minus 0.1, minus 0.2, something along those lines in the first part of the year, but basically bouncing around zero. Technically that could be recession. If it's two quarters of minus 0.1, then it's a recession. Mm -hmm. But we thought about it for a long time as a stall. It's just the economy is kind of flat for a little while. Things are working themselves out. The fact that even the zero growth or flattish growth, that is, important enough to probably give a fairly significant disinflationary impulse. And that's, I think, what he's got in mind. The economy is going to go back to zero, a growth rate around there, a little bit positive, a little bit negative, doesn't really matter. You know, you're just kind of in a holding pattern. The economy is adjusting to the interest increases that we've seen, and that's desired. In fact, it's a great thing, mm. because if you think of the history with interest rate increases, history of the recessions, typically the slowdown in economic activity that occurs after significant tightening in policy it's pretty dramatic. It's a hard adjustment. It's a big recession. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, we'll see how it works, but it looks like based on their forecast, based on our forecasts, and these are forecasts that we've been carrying for several months now, that we are possibly going to be in the sweet spot of doing just the right amount of tightening to get just enough slowing without knocking the economy completely into a canyon to achieve the inflation outcome that we all hope that they achieve. Right. So, Last question, I think what everybody is wondering about is when rates start to go in the other direction. According to reports, money markets are already starting to price in a rate cut possibly by October and maybe even as much as a half point cut by December. What do you think? Is that likely? It strikes us as reasonable. I don't know about 50 basis points by the end of the year, but certainly we've been thinking for a while now that rates wouldn't need to be cut or will be cut later this year in the fourth quarter, whether it's October or the meeting after that. We'll see, but it all, of course, depends on inflation performance and whether or not inflation comes down. If it continues on the trend that it's in, right, these core measures of inflation start decelerating reasonably rapidly, then that increases the confidence 
that rates will be cut. But we are certainly, I mean, it depends on whether they need to raise interest rates more going further. Mm -hmm. But if they stop at where they are, we're reasonably confident that this time next year, rates will be lower than where they are now. On that somewhat positive note, I think we'll leave it there for this time. JF, thank you as always for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I've been speaking with Jean-François Perrault, Chief Economist at Scotiabank. The Perspectives Podcast is made by me, Stephen Maurice, Armina Lagaya, and our producer, Andrew Norton. The clip you heard in the intro was from the Bank of Canada. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, scotiabank.com slash perspectives. We'll see you next time.